Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinal Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We are here, Saul Bookman, Johnny Venerable, live in Indianapolis with an emergency podcast. Yay! As as a result, Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Keim are staying in the desert for another five to six years. They have agreed, per league sources, to a contract extension, Saul, that locks them up through 2027. Thoughts? Well, I mean, the Cardinals confirmed that by putting out a statement saying that it's basically all about their leadership over the last several years and turning this franchise around. Um, and that's subjective in terms of what you think development is. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, I, I, I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty shocked. Be, it, it mostly because of Cliff, not necessarily Kime. Mm-hmm. It doesn't surprise me that Kime got an extension. He's got a great relationship with Michael Bidwell, and, yeah. and that cannot be overstated enough. Um, he's, he's got a terrific relationship. We, can, we see why he is in the building, and I know there's a lot of fans out there that are like, oh, get rid of Kime, and you got to go with somebody else because of the draft, um, mostly the draft. Yeah. But at the same time, He's had a great record of making transactions that kept the Cardinals relevant over the last decade. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Uh, with Cliff, however, man, that is a gamble. You cannot let Steve Keim select a fourth head coach, and I think this played into that. So if you're going to move off of Cliff Kingsbury, you would have had to also have moved off of Steve Keim because essentially he would have, quote, failed with Cliff. He would have failed with Steve Wilkes. Bruce Arians retired. So are you going to let him pick yet another head coach? I just I feel like at the end of the day, Michael Bidwell 
we were all emotional after that LA Rams game. Oh, sure. I thought there was a there was a decent chance, probably a coin flip chance, they would make strong personnel changes, maybe potentially fire Vance Joseph. Cliff was safe. Michael Bidwell sat on this for upwards of probably four to six weeks and then said, you know what, 11-5, and five, that's the second best record in the history of this franchise. Let me repeat, 11-5, and five, or whatever they were, they had 11 wins. 11-6. and 11-6. That's the second best record this Cardinal franchise has ever had. The best being, of course, 2015, also led by Steve Keim when they went 13-3. and three. That shit matters to Michael Bidwell. Michael Bidwell watched his father, as did you, yep. a long-tenured president, owner of the Arizona Cardinals, Bill Bidwell, never sniff 11-win seasons. And so I know the majority of the fan base, we're taking a pulse now, is frustrated, in shock, upset, and I can understand that. But you have to think of it from Michael Bidwell's perspective. You've got Kyler Murray, presumably, and we'll get to that. Yeah. Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury in-house, that gives them a direction it gives them stability. They do not want to be viewed like one of these franchises in Jacksonville, the Browns for forever, yep, yep. that pivoted off coaches and general managers and executives. Like it was fun. Left and right. Because what that shows to the rest of the NFL is you are unstable. Now going into free agency, for better or worse, they have a unified front with their head coach and GM. How the hell were they going to get free agents of note to come to Arizona knowing that this was a sinking ship? How could they upgrade coaching staffs? Let's say they do pivot off Vance Joseph after this year. You know, he hasn't. we haven't heard that he's gotten an extension. You know, they couldn't do that with those guys being on one-year deals, going into a make-or-break season. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I hear you as Charles Davis walks yeah. right by us. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Um, I hear you, but at the same time, man, it, listen, it's, for me, it's all about Cliff. It's not even about Kime. It's about Cliff. What does Cliff bring into the table in year four mm-hmm. in, 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 under Kime and, and Bidwell? And I'm sorry, I haven't seen enough in three years to tell me that I'm willing to take a risk for another five or six. Okay. You know, that, that's, that's a scary proposition for this fan base. And I think they have every right to feel unnerved, mm-hmm. um, a little pissed off. Yeah. Uh, because in their eyes, the direction of this franchise wasn't as – it wasn't escalating to the top of the mountain as fast as it may have appeared in September and October. It just isn't. Yeah. And that's a, a repetitive problem for Cliff Kingsbury. How the fuck are you going to win a Super Bowl if you can't even, you know, if you can't even muster a couple wins in December? They you know? they looked at the landscape of this division. Cliff Kingsbury has improved his divisional record each of his first three years. I don't think they view that as a coincidence. I think they believe Cliff when he went to Seattle and San Francisco with Colt McCoy in November. I know that was before the collapse at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. I think that spoke volumes to Michael Bidwell that this is the guy to overcome adversity. The game plan he put together from his house during the COVID week and Vance Joseph took the reins. I think that proved to Michael Bidwell that this this guy, it was starting to click, right? We also remember that, like, the quarterback coach came in and coached against the Texans and won a game, too, yeah. right? <laughs> like, I, it feels like I anybody— was like the special teams coach. Yeah, you know I mean, like, it, listen, it, it, this also flies kind of in—this is why chatter and rumors and things of that nature can be kind of damaging and also misleading. Yeah. After the season was over, all we heard was that Michael Bidwell, and there was reports of this, that he was upset. Yeah. He was really pissed off. Did not like the way that the season ended, could not understand it, and like they didn't have 
you know their usual meetings after the season, like yeah. all these things that are structurally in place that they that are kind of routine in postseason, um, you know, kind of protocol. Yeah, went out the window, and that was kind of the rumor. And then you come to today, and now we have two extensions for two, um, you know, for your head coach and your general manager. It kind of flies in the face of the narrative mm-hmm. that things were kind of messy behind closed doors. Yeah. Maybe they're not as messy messy as we once thought, and that might even apply to this Kyler situation where we all think it's going one direction. Their agent is doing this and he's doing that, but as we talked about off the record or off, off air, <laughs> listen, Cliff has the same agent as Kyler, and if you don't think he caught wind of this – We're going to get to Kyler Murray here in a moment. I want to really read the official statement from the Arizona Cardinals, Michael Bidwell, on behalf of the extensions for Steve and Cliff. Michael states the leadership of both Steve and Cliff have been key factors in the team's turnaround over the last three seasons. We are all looking forward to continuing that progress and recognize these two individuals will be a big part of achieving our long-term goals as an organization. Now, Steve Keim has over 70 victories as the GM of the Cardinals. He's over 500, I believe, by five or six games. Cliff Kingsbury, if you don't include the postseason loss, is right at 500 in three seasons. He's gotten better each of his first three seasons. And again, you you can't overshadow his collapses at the end of the year. But Michael Bidwell is hedging his bet, and this is just what I take from this, that they will continue to get better. Now, do we think that they're going to go from 11 wins to 14 to 15? No. But I think Michael Bidwell believes with this regime, for better or worse, especially now in the NFC and the AFC, additional playoff spots, they will be in the mix every single year. That's a stark contrast to living in the top 10 in the draft. We're here at the Combine. Like, we forget, Cardinals are picking 23rd, right? They used to be the Detroit Lions. They used to be forever the Cleveland Browns, the Jaguars, the dysfunctional teams, now that the Mm -hmm. Giants have become the Jets. That used to be a staple of this organization. Does Steve Kime need to do a better job in the draft? Hell yes. He needs to do a much better job in the first round, identifying players of need that fit their scheme and getting immediate production. But outside of that, and I wrote an article earlier this year, gophnx.com, he had a historic offseason last year around this time. Now, if you want to you know, throw away the Zayvon Collins pick, I would say from a free agency standpoint, J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, James Conner, Matt Prater yeah. trading for yeah. Rodney Hudson. Yeah. You don't think Michael Bidwell saw all those moves, savvy moves? I mean, Cliff Kingsbury was the coach of the year through what, like 12 weeks of the yeah. season? Yeah. Steve Kime was also the executive of the year. And it wasn't Steve Kime that lost all those games down the stretch. Now it's a cumulative effort. Again, it's Cliff. It's, it's Cliff Kingsbury. So, But I feel like the most of the fan base right now, Saul, is pushing back on Kime more than Kingsbury. Yeah, and that's a little surprising. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a little surprising to me. And, and listen, hey, you're going to feel however you want to feel. And yeah. uh, there's been a lot of people that have been on the anti-Kime train for a while. You know what I mean? So, Very much so. And, and, and listen, the draft has a lot to do with that. When you when we mention several times, especially being here at the Combine, about Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins specifically, you could say those were two missed picks because of the lack of playing time both have seen. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that draws a lot of questions. In addition to all the other draft picks that have seemingly come through those doors and gone right out and yeah. haven't really produced anything. People have 
uh, a legit beef with that. But when it comes to the other side of the equation, and uh, like, listen, there's there's kind of a three pronged approach to being a GM. The draft is one, mm-hmm. free agency, and then what you do during the regular season to improve your team. Yeah. And and Steve Kime has done the last two at a very elite level. Yeah. Compared to a lot of executives in the NFL, his trades you you can't argue it. They are a thing of beauty for what he gives up to what he gets. Getting Zach Ertz for a fifth round pick and a you know, a developmental corner. Dude, getting D-hop for a bag of chips, yeah. dog. Like David what? Johnson, a second-round pick. Rodney Hudson for a third. It, it and then the Zach Ertz traded in the middle of the season. Right. I think you already said that. It but. is only with the first-rounders. And I'm sure Michael Bidwell knows this. They've clearly talked about it. And yeah. we asked him yesterday, you know, the sense of urgency facing that 23rd pick this year, finding a plug-and-play guy and – you know, he, he made an excuse about COVID, and he's still high on Zavin Collins and Isaiah Simmons, as is Cliff Kingsbury. But that is his big flaw. Can he remedy that? I don't know. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Michael Bidwell has seen enough to, to make a decision. And I think it is, to, to your point, more of an encouragement on Steve. And Steve is probably saying, Cliff is my guy. We hired him. Let's see this through. Um, because at the end of the day, th- this organization has seen too much turmoil and instability. It's, you know, it, to me, Cliff Kingsbury represents um, that that girl you used to date that isn't volatile, but she's not really a lot of fun either. She's just kind of right in the middle, and you, be- you and you become roommates, and you're just you know you're content with her. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and she's content with you, and you guys are just kind of sitting on the couch watching TV every single day, and then you yeah. go to work the next day. It's just kind of like. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Cliff represents that to me. But what Michael Bidwell is essentially saying is that Cliff Kingsbury has shown him the progress, Mm -hmm. especially on the offensive side in terms of scheme, because you had to have looked at that and seen how they broke down, why they broke down, the excuses as to why they broke down, and felt confident enough that the development in Cliff Kingsbury was going to get to an elite level because you got some dudes in the NFC West that can coach their ass off. It's in a historic coaching division. And, And you cannot come up short. We're out last night, not to get off subject, and you know, m- amongst all these other coaches, young coaches that have just been hired, so Mike McDaniel's and and Hackett, the the dude from Denver, they're all a part of the coaching trees that exist in the NFC West. They're Kyle Shanahan disciples. Mm-hmm. They're Sean McVay disciples. And Pete Carroll, if he has Russell Wilson, they're a damn good organization and yeah. franchise. Both those guys are going into the Hall of Fame. So it's like you got to go in the NFC West with a full arsenal. And Michael Bidwell, for better or worse, said these are the two guys I want in the foxhole with me. So we'll see how it plays out. We'll talk more about it here in a second, but I do want to remind everybody when Covington and Mazdaval step into the octagon this Saturday at UFC 272, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, has a knockout offer for new customers. Bet just $1 on the main event. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. First round knockout, you get paid. Majority draw, you get paid. Double knockout, resulting in a no contest ruling, you get $100 in free bets no matter what. want to remind everybody, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. It's a call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. Prosper with the UFC 272 main event 
21 and over. Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer only. You do have to deposit a minimum of $5. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for more details. Well, the sub-bullet to all of this, Mr. Bookman, is now what happens with Kyler Murray. You mentioned it earlier. Kyler Murray, his agent Eric Burkhardt, also represents Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff's got a new deal. This had to have been in the works for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray probably knew about it and said, hey, guys, I'm going to see it at the table. Let's keep, let's keep the band together. Yeah. And now we're in the midst of this shitstorm with Kyler Murray that is, I believe, going to come to a head. But what do you think the immediate reaction from Kyler's camp and also what the next move for the Cardinals will be? I think this is a good move. To keep, to keep Kyler happy, I think this is a good move. Yeah. Because Kyler and Cliff are boys. <laughs> they are. They are. Listen. Uh, for however we want to perceive this, and from my perception, um, Kyler can get his way with Cliff, and he wants to keep it that way. Yeah. So if Cliff gets the extension, he's going to be here for the foreseeable future. I, I, I can't see any reason why that would not play a part in Kyler being more content, more happy about staying in the desert and playing for this franchise for, for a while. I think they're going to get an extension done now. I do. Yeah. I, like I said yesterday, I felt like, when the day started yesterday, I just felt like Kyler was going to get traded. I really did. It was, it was in my gut. I was like, man, I, I just don't see how this is going to end. <clears throat> After the last two days, I feel much better about what's about to happen. I do believe Kyler will get an extension. I don't know if he's going to get the 40-plus million that he wants, but he's going to get compensation based on his performance thus far and the hope of what's about to come because I do believe that the Cardinals believe in him. They just need to get more pieces around him that are more stable. Mm-hmm. It's not even about the you know having the D-hops and stuff like that. It's more having a more stable offensive line, more consistent receiver play. Um, you don't need to go get an elite receiver. You just need A.J. Green to turn the fuck around in the fourth quarter when mm-hmm. the game is on the line. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, and that changes the whole dynamic. And I think with with Cliff and Kime in, in the fold, I think that's going to tell Kyler, hey, we're in this for the long haul. Yeah. You're our boy. This is the 3K triangle. Let's go. There is no chance now that Kyler does not get extended this offseason. Yeah. Now, whether it's now or in the spring, later this spring, in the summer, uh, right before camp, I, I, I would be shocked up, upon anything if you give, because these guys are in it together. There's a good chance now, for better or worse, Cliff Kingsbury is the only coach Kyler Murray has as an Arizona Cardinal. Because if this regime flames out in the next three to four years, that probably means Kyler Murray didn't play particularly well, and his time with the team could be over. So, for better or worse, this threesome, Cliff, Kime, and Kyler, are the regime. There is no way that Cliff Kingsbury would sign that contract with Steve Kime. Well, let me let me go back on that. Cliff wanted to get extended, and I do think if something abrupt were to happen, they could pivot off Kyler and, and, and go after somebody else. Now, that wouldn't lead to good results, but I do believe, to your point, this is good for Kyler Murray in Kyler Murray's sense. Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury are incredibly close. He knows that Cliff Kingsbury has been in the foxhole with him from the start. He is the reason, in my opinion, that Kyler Murray was the first overall pick to the Arizona Cardinals. I think had Adam Gase been here, they would have gone with Nick Bosa. It would have been Josh Rosen and Nick Bosa. But because of Cliff Kingsbury, love him or dislike him, love him or hate him, he is a big reason why Steve Kime turned off the, turned on the tape three years ago, March of 2019, and said, we got to take this kid. 
So I, I do believe, I don't know if you, if you think this is sending the wrong message based on how he's gone about searching for his contract, demanding it, basically in a statement. And now that Cliff Kingsbury gets a contract extension going 1-5, in 1-6 in, in, the, in the final stretch of the season. But this is how the Cardinals want to operate. They want to look at 5,000 feet above playing field. They don't yeah. want to be reactionary. They want to say, Kyler Murray's gotten better every year, as has Cliff Kingsbury. Steve Keim has overseen the most successful period in franchise history. Let's extend him. We, Michael Bidwell is saying, we want more of this, and you can't have more of this without Kyler Murray. Yeah, no no question. In the chat, uh, people are saying, no no way Kyler's taking less than $40 million. I'm, I'm I tend to agree. I think 40 is going to be the number. Um, it's Dak or, Prescott money. Or at least the, the, the ballpark. Yeah. For sure. Um, and, and, and for good reason. I mean, he's performed about the same level as Dak Prescott, if not even a little bit better, because he has even beat Dak Prescott in head-to-head. Also, I, I do want to go back to this whole Cliff thing. Cliff's development as a coach is the most important thing to this franchise right 100%, now. 100%, because it affects Kyler Murray. A million percent. Like, there is no debate about that whatsoever. Like, that, his development needs to reach another level. And yeah. I think Kime is saying that he believes that that will happen. Yeah. Bidwell is, it believes that that will happen. Listen, <laughs> we have talked so long about the Arizona Cardinals being – forgotten about, slept on. But since the end of that Rams game, <laughs> the Cardinals have owned the NFL conversation for the last month or so. They are committed and staying in the news cycle for anything but wins. Well, yes. well I mean, hey, but that, that should also tell you that they are a relevant franchise. Yeah. Whether you want to believe it or not, they are a relevant franchise in the NFL's eyes. Mm-hmm. They, they have young up-and-coming players they have a young up-and-coming head coach yeah they have a a a gm who makes shrewd moves whether you hate him or not um like he makes moves that that move the needle yeah they bring attention to this franchise yeah this franchise is so much more relevant than they ever were in the 80s 90s early 2000s combined yeah they were it's not even close the flash in the pan kurt warner experience was fantastic but it lasted Two, three years max. Two, two seasons. Two seasons, right? He, he ended the season in, in 2007, then the Super Bowl run, then the division title in 20, 2009, then, then got, that was it. Then he got knocked out against the Saints, and that was the knockout blow for the Cardinals. I love Carson Palmer. He couldn't put it together in back-to-back seasons. He was injury-prone. Bruce Arians, you know, wanted to leave the team, unretired, went to Tampa. This, this is Michael Bidwell wrapping his arms around, we presume, three individuals that he thinks are going to keep the Cardinals, to your point, relevant and in the conversation. And I understand where all the Cardinal fans are coming from yeah. when they say, Super Bowl or bust, we have to get a Lombardi trophy. We have to make it happen. They went all in with Carson Palmer. And they, they put all their chips in the table. That's why they don't have Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson right now. They took Hassan Reddick. And, and Michael Bidwell is taking a step back and saying, listen, guys, it is enough. We just saw the decrepit 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo come a quarter of, of the way from getting to the Super Bowl yeah. and potentially would have beaten the Cincinnati Bengals. You look now that the fact that there aren't two buys in, in each conference in the playoffs means I think we're going to see a lot more lesser seeds have immediate playoff success. If I'm Michael Bidwell, I'm saying we just got to get in the tournament. It's cliche, it's NCAA tournament-esque, it's MLB baseball. Get us in, and 
we can win a couple games. Well, listen, they, the, the Cardinals understand. Michael Bidwell understands this yeah. more than anything else. You have to be competitive, and you don't necessarily have to be in championship contention every single year. I know that's the goal for all of us fans. We want to win, we want to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. But far more damaging to your brand and your product are when you are completely irrelevant. Yeah. Detroit. Jaguars, Cleveland, basically the entire time they've been in Cleveland. Miami. Like Miami. Like they have fallen off the face of the earth, basically, in the NFL's eyes and to the other teams around them. You don't want to go there. Michael Bidwell understands that. He, he knows that you are at a kind of a mid to upper mid level right now with this franchise in terms of relevance, consistency, winning. Like that's that's important because it brings money into the stadium. Yes, it buy it, fans buy tickets on hope because you're either you're nine and eight or you're ten and seven. You're or in you're the mix. Six, you're in the mix all the time. And yep. then and then when you get to a point like they did this year, they got to a point where they were five and zero, oh and they were like, okay, we just need one more move, and they made the Zach Ertz move. Those are the things that could potentially set you over the top yep. and win a Super Bowl. It didn't work out this year, and that's fine. It, it did not end the way any of us wanted to. No. It was no an excuses. absolute disaster in L.A. However, they are still relevant. Yeah. They are still a premier – well, not a premier franchise, but they are still a good franchise right now, and they have a quarterback that could potentially take you over the top if his development goes the right way along with a younger coach if his development goes the right – a lot of ifs right now. I also a lot of ifs. I also feel like Michael Bidwell is saying to all of us that he believes – that everything that needs to be corrected and worked on with Kyler Murray can be done with these two guys, mostly Cliff Kingsbury. He believes Cliff Kingsbury will be able to remedy this. And, and you talk with Cliff Kingsbury, he's a likable guy. Now, can he challenge Kyler Murray? He might be able to now. If now he's got in the bag, he's got his first big boy NFL extension. He knows he's not putting up his house in Paradise Valley for sale anytime soon. So maybe that gives him the goal and the gumption to be able to challenge Kyler Murray because they're in the foxhole together now. We, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, we got some questions uh, in the chat. NFL AZ Cardinals says, do you guys think K1 will have a no trade clause just in case K1 goes at it with the front front office again? Uh, I don't I don't believe so um, because if Kyler wants out, then he wants out. Yeah. Like, and I know the no trade clause would prevent the Cardinals from trading him. I don't see a scenario where the Cardinals would trade him unless he just completely bombed. Um, and then at that point, what are you talking about? So I think there's probably like there might be a clause in there saying like you just got to completely give up on baseball. Yeah, that'll be the clause is no more baseball talk. This yeah. is it. Commit to football. Uh, if you want to play baseball after your contract's done, that's fine. But uh, and I also want to make a quick point here before we get back to the comments. I believe Michael Bidwell looks around the landscape of the NFL and thinks that Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime could win plenty of divisions that are not the NFC West. And if you're not going to roll with those two guys, and it's good to start fresh and have a clean slate, who are you getting? Who's coming here to coach this team? I don't want anybody to look at this as a consolation prize. I do think Cliff Kingsbury could win the NFC East. I think in, in certain years, maybe, the, hell, they could win the NFC North and the NFC South this year. It is only because of the landscape of the NFC West that is a historically great division. But it also tells me maybe this is their way of saying, we're going to wait out this Russell Wilson-Pete Carroll thing because we feel like it's about to come to a head. Yeah. Trey Lance may be a bust, yeah. and, and that allows us to leapfrog. At some point... Matthew Stafford's going to break down, and Aaron Donald's probably going to go away. This is them hedging their bet that 
if we keep it stable for another couple years, it will be our time. You want to control as many variables as possible. Yeah. Uh, because if you control all the variables, or at least the ones that you know, then you know where your weaknesses are specifically. The problem when you make regime change after regime change after regime change is you have so many variables that are all over the place that you got to identify, and it makes it difficult to really build any consistency or growth. Yeah. The Cardinals, whether you like it or not, they believe in these guys. They, Michael Bidwell understands what they bring to the table and what they don't bring to the table, and they're probably going to try and supplement those weaknesses as best they can to try and get this team an NFL championship. And, I, you know, listen, we'll see if it works. Yep. We'll see if it works. I'm not a big Cliff guy myself. I've said that a million times. Mm -hmm. But, hey, these guys believe in it. They're the ones paying the big checks, and so uh, here we go. One thing I appreciate about Steve Kime, and you watch this organization be in the backseat of conversations and marquee moves for so long, he is box office in the offseason. They make franchise-changing trades seemingly every year. Mm -hmm. They are in the mix for mega free agents. They courted J.J. Watt when no one thought they could. They acquired, as you mentioned, DeAndre Hopkins, right? They made the shrewd move of pivoting off Josh Rosen and getting Kyler Murray. They are not a franchise like the New York Giants, for instance, that is stuck in the 1980s, the yep. 1990s. Lawrence Taylor ain't walking, walking through that door. That's right. They are <laughs> trying to be ahead of the curve. They have invested a lot of resources in their analytics department, right? The, the move to, to pivot off Steve Wilkes and to double down on Cliff and Kyler has paid off. It's been a success, whether you think it's been a roaring success or a moderate one. You can argue that point. It has not been, for instance, like, you know what's been a failure? Daniel Jones and that regime. And that's why it's being gutted right now. Yeah. Daniel Jones was drafted at the same time as Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, we presume, and Cliff and Kime are getting extended. That tells you what the rest of the league probably thinks. It's a success. Now listen, we, we, we talked about this so many times about the development of all, all these pieces, right? But, again, you got to control everything. I think – I feel confident in saying this. The Cardinals are, are going to be relevant in terms of the division and being competitive. How relevant is going to completely be dictated by those two guys. Yeah. That's it, Cliff and Kyler. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to remind everybody, go check out GoPHNX dot com right now for exclusive content you can't find anywhere else i will have articles up and posted this afternoon on the combine on this news in particular if you want to dip your toe in it's 50 cents for the first month 8.99 for the subsequent months or you can just give us a little bit up front pay half for the entire year get a free t-shirt from the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Become an official member of our family at PHNX. We support, we thank you for all of the support. Again, gophnx.com. We got a little, you know, listen, we, this this combine experience has been pretty cool. We've we put in a lot of work trying to, trying to bring uh, some sound and some video from prospects. And, yeah. Um, you know, yesterday with Kaim and Cliff. And, um, and so we wanted to kind of give you guys a little behind the scenes thing of what we've been doing and, and, and up to. And so uh, enjoy this little, two-minute video on what this combat experience has been like for us. Is this your first combat? It is, yeah. This is, this is fantastic. Oh, but it's like a marriage dream right here. That's right. Like, 
Is it your first comment? It is oh, first comment. pretty open yeah, mind. Absolutely. It's been fun. <laughs> With Kyler Murray potentially getting a contract extension, whether it be now or in the future, does it prohibit you from kind of splurging on those kind of players? Do you feel more, I don't know, reluctant to trade away maybe the 23rd pick for a veteran and, and opting to build through the draft instead? Well, ideally, when you have a young quarterback, you do want to build around them to some degree. But again, that's that balance. Yeah. You know, you only have so many players that um, can produce right away. And if you have a known commodity and it's a relatively decent draft pick, um, you have to weigh the balances. And again, with not only the compensation you're giving up, what's the contract look like? What we learned from Cardinals GM? Oh man! Uh, first of all, he's a smooth talker, right? Like he he nailed that. Uh, on top of that, just you know, cl clarifying the Kyler stuff. I mean, it, it's pretty much carbon copy what you thought you were gonna get from him. He also made sure to reference that it was a group decision uh, with his defensive coaching staff to take Zayvon Collins last year, where it's been at least perceived publicly that he forced that pick or you know this, that, the other. Then he mentioned also other star players like Byron Murphy and Jalen Thompson who need extended. So um, yeah, a lot, a lot of work to be done. So that thing right there? That is the um, place where the Madden people capture the players' faces and bodies for their video game. Um, I'm gonna go ask if they'll let me see inside. All right. Sweet. Oh. Yo. So we got 130. Kind of all I needed to see. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Kyler Murray's a different animal. 24 years old, he's a franchise quarterback, two-time Pro Bowler, Offensive Rookie of the Year. His brand, and I've said this from the start, is bigger than the Arizona Cardinals, whether they want to believe it or not. It's just a, it's a cold day in hell when you show up for off-season work and your franchise quarterback isn't there. So I, I believe that he will get close to what he's asking for in the coming months. Shout out to Ryan and the DMVR peeps for setting that up. It's that that was fantastic. I hope you enjoyed it. Just a little bit of insight into our first really 24 hours here in Indianapolis. And it's funny, you know, I was thinking about it. So like, we have barely touched on the prospects yet. Like that is that is the reason a large majority of people are here <laughs> is to talk about the prospects yeah. on display. And again, it's the Cardinals dominating the news yeah, cycle. Yeah. The press conferences yesterday, which were some of the most robust crowds you'll see here in Indianapolis, wanting to hear from Stephen Cliff uh, amidst that. We're we're boarding the airplane yesterday, and we're dissecting that statement. Yeah. And then now we've got extensions. Also, uh, just to kind of double back on the Kyler thing. I was just over there uh, about an hour ago, yeah. and uh, the line and the crowd around um, uh, Pickett, Kenny yeah. Pickett's yeah. Uh, podium. Quarter, and he, quarterback uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, and he's supposed to be uh, one of the higher-level quarterbacks here at the Combine, was massive. Yeah. Massive. Bigger than any of the GMs and coaches yesterday. Yeah. That was massive, and that tells you that it is hard to find high-level quarterback play in the NFL. It just is because this year's class isn't even good. It's just okay. Yeah. And so it, it's just amazing to me how much of a premium that position is um, in a lot of scouts and a lot of GM's eyes. We have Kyler. 
We can't let him go. They're not going to let him go. They understand the value of him. I'm more convinced than ever that they will get a deal done uh, before everything is, is said and done. And I think this today, as shocking as it is, and I don't think anybody saw this coming at all, um, kind of leads you towards that direction of bringing Kyler back. I, when I got notified of the trade, I, I could not believe the timing of it. Like, you would assume yeah. something like this would have happened maybe shortly after the season to, to reaffirm, you know, Bidwell's commitment despite the sputter down the stretch, the collapse down the stretch. But it being announced in the midst of this entire Kyler drama cycle is just unbelievable. We have never seen anything like it. There are so many different ways that we can continue to dissect it. But I think, again, what I want to just try to reassure everybody out there that is upset, that is frustrated, look at, the, and especially the young folks out, folks out there. I have my elder statesman here, my elder statesman Cardinal fan. My father's been following this team for 40-plus years. What we're experiencing right now is the most successful era of Arizona Cardinal football in franchise history. It's okay to ask for more, to push the envelope. New uniforms, better home experience, right? We're all about putting pressure on this organization to be better. But they have done more in less time compared to 30-plus years Mm -hmm. of outside a couple flash-in-the-pan experiences irrelevance. Listen, before we wrap up here, um, I do want to give a shout-out to to our peeps over at the DNVR. Uh, We came here together. They've been covering the Broncos and, and hoping and praying that they get a good quarterback, yeah. which probably won't happen in this draft. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we even talked to Nathaniel Hackett yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and he was he's – a, he's a spectacular human being. Yes. I'll tell you that much right Here's now. Th- we got to talk with Nathaniel Hackett, not to cut you off, for like a half an hour in just a social setting. Like, now that Cliff's locked up, like, Cliff needs to come out. And yeah, like, Cliff, real, we'll Cliff. hang out with you. Cliff, like, Don't steak's you on you, us? man. We're, we're, come on, man. Let's go with the Bevelini Scotch over here at, at, at St. Elmo's. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on. Anyway, uh, I just a major shout out to these guys for, for doing what they're doing. And, and, and also a major prop to Allie Monroy. Allie, thank you so much for all your hard work. We appreciate you. Of course. And uh, and everybody back home uh, getting us all these elements for these shows. Uh, it's It's been hustle and bustle. It's been a great experience. And, uh, and Johnny did not let the Cardinals off the hook yesterday. He asked multiple questions uh, in the face of Kime and, Ky- uh, and Cliff when they thought they were off the hook. He asked it again. Uh, so shout out to you, my friend. Thank you. Thank uh, you. It was a, it was fantastic to watch that all come come to a head and and uh, the journey continues. It does. Uh, so much fun to get to do this emergency pod amidst this news. No matter how you feel, but do us a favor. Like, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Go to phnx.com, become a member, continue supporting us. For the folks that are listening, that have supported us, we thank you. We will be back live in Indianapolis the rest of this week, and we'll be back, presuming there isn't any more breaking news today. if Kyler signs a contract extension, we'll be right back here. See you guys tomorrow.